What do you believe in, then? Well, I believe in the small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, and I believe in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last for three days. Oh, my. Who are you? I'm the player to be named later. I love winning, man. You hear what I'm saying? It's like better than losing. These are the ground rules. I hook up with one guy a season. It usually takes a couple weeks to pick the guy. Kind of my own spring training. It's cold in here. You think Dwight Gooden leaves his socks on? Sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. I told him. Honey, I want you to wear these when you're pitching on the road. They're garters. Rose goes in the front, big guy. Love is a lot like baseball. It's not whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game. No problem, no problem, no problem. Kevin Costner. Get a hit, Crash. Shut up. Susan Sarandon. Have you ever been tied up in bed? Tim Robbins. I'm too old for this. Bull Durham. And we are back. I am Eric. He is John. This is Props, episode six of season one, and we're talking about Bull Durham today. What's up, John? How are you? I'm uh, feeling very like a minor leaguer, a journeyman going through the system, you know? Just want to make uh, my big break today. You want to make your big break today? Uh, let's just jump right into this, man, because uh, this is this is the final the final episode of season one. We've, we've, we've cranked out uh, five other of these baseball ones, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we both collectively thought that we might be saving the best for last, but I, I don't know if we, we came, around, came away thinking that. Yeah, I mean, and I, uh, full disclosure, somehow... In all of my life of loving movies, loving sports movies, I never saw Bull Durham. I don't. I know I saw scenes of it, and I know I'd seen classic scenes on YouTube and people forwarded stuff. And I knew I probably got eighty percent of the references just because you know I'm alive as a sports fan, and sure, you know. And uh, at my age, obviously, uh, this was a, a big movie for probably a little bit of the generation up older than me because I was only you know nine or ten when this came out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had never seen it, so I went in with a completely fresh eyes, open mind. And, um, yeah, I think, well, we were just talking before we came on, I think there's, there's probably a generation about 10 years older that this is maybe their movie. Sure. But, we, but Major League came out one year later, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's my movie, so I don't know what the difference is. Can you put your finger on it? No, I can't. Be- I was watching this, and I was thinking, like, not, it won't make, almost shot for shot, this is Major League, like. Yeah. The same kind of stuff is going on, you know, and I understand that Major League is a year later, but I was like, Major League is, is, is better than this. Yeah, I think that the the focus, I mean, we don't have to you know, go Boulder or Major League head to head, but the, the some of the endearing things about Major League is it embraced a good amount of silliness. Sure. Had a lot of characters to keep you engaged and that you were rooting for. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Major League City. Um and then I think in, in Bull Durham, you kind of jump into the movie with Susan Sarandon's character giving this kind of long speech about religion and baseball, baseball and what she believes in, and that's fine. And you meet, uh, you know, you meet, meet, you meet Nuke, and then you <laughs> meet uh, Kevin Costner, and you just kind of hang with them for two hours. Right. That's it's kind of like hanging with a, like a couple that's all right yeah. for a long time. Um, and so I think that to me was where you get into the ride of, 
of Major League, and when you get into the ride of Major League and you start thinking about the stakes, the players, the owner trying to sabotage the team, there is a much higher sense of um, sense of accomplishment for what the players are after, and they come together in the crowd. Uh, this is very much a movie following the singular relationships and singular people. Uh, we don't really get a sense of, you know, we know the Durham the Bulls have a winning streak somewhere in the middle of this movie. And, right. But we don't get a sense for, you know, they're not playing for a championship and, and you know, Crash is doing what he's doing. They're both trying to get uh, Nuke to the to the pros. Right. But uh, it felt much smaller. It did. Than any of the other baseball movies we've done, actually. It did. Even the natural. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. I thought the way, when I when I was comparing the two, and we've done these pretty much consecutively. Sure. Uh, you know, League of Their Own, Field of Dreams, Natural, Major League. Um, they all felt huge. Even the Natural, which we thought had flaws, was a big movie. It felt right, important. Right. Um, and I know it's maybe baseball blasphemy, but this felt like a smallish movie. Um, I thought Kevin Costner was tremendous. Sure. He was he the was. reason I was into it and stayed with it and watched the whole movie. Also, because we do the podcast, <laughs> um, and I'm glad I saw it finally. Um, but I don't think I'd ever watch it again. I, I, I think I'm right there with you. I, I don't know that I would watch this again. I like. I'd seen it before. I can't tell you that. We'll get into that a little yeah. later. But I can't, but I can't tell you the first time I saw it. But yeah. this time I sat down and watched it with, with a purpose, and I was like, eh, eh. I'm very conflicted. I feel bad yeah. almost. I feel like I should have. I feel like I should have loved this movie. I wanted to go into it with the idea that, like, okay, I get it now. Sure. I am totally into this movie. And it's not, I don't think it's a bad movie. I, I w- I'd walk out and say it's a strong B. Right. It's got great baseball scenes, but it's also basically a romantic yeah, it's comedy. Yeah, uh, uh, You know, it, it's a relationship movie, which mm-hmm. is fine, but we're talking about baseball. Right. Classic baseball movies. And somehow, like, in all the other movies we saw where there was even, you know, Forget a, a, a love scene or even kind of a romantic relationship. This one was pretty much solely about Coster and Saran circling each other for a long time, and then finally, yeah, you know, getting home. Getting, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's been on third base, but mostly after prom dates. Uh, anyways, so let, let's talk about the logline. Uh, how'd that go? How did how did it do at the box office? So, movie came out nineteen eighty eight. Uh, it made $58 million, which is pretty good. I mean, I think a lot of times when we look at the take nowadays, $100 million or is, is, you know, sure. it's not $100 million or bust, but this was not a very expensive movie. There obviously were not a lot of special effects, although I will say they should have had some special effects for Tim Robbins' throwing arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if there was a way to somehow get him to throw a baseball that looked even remotely like a little leaguer throwing a baseball. Right. It might have helped not pull me out of every scene where he threw a baseball. How about you? It was very oil can boydish with his wind up yeah. and and his like, like my first the first thing I noticed was like his release point is too high. That's that's way too high. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. why is he releasing the ball there? Well, you know what's funny too is is you'd mentioned like the um the idea of you know sports movie and it's you know romantic comedy sure. or whatever it is. And so you'd ask about the log line. And the log line, it, it, it is what it is. It says, you know, uh, romance is a lot like baseball. It's not whether you win or lose. It's how you play the game. Sure. That's the tagline on the poster. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the, you know, the, the underdog team finally makes it to whatever. It's truly about the relationship. So that's what you're getting. Um, Ron Shelton directed the movie, played a little bit of minor league ball. So I think where this movie rises to the occasion is almost all of the – the nuances of minor league baseball. I didn't 
play minor league baseball, but read plenty of books about it, the, the, how, how the life is from the buses to the small towns, um, especially back then where nowadays with all the, the social media promotions and stuff, minor league ball has become a lot bigger and it's be, you know, they, they, know how to, they know how to make it more of an event. This was very much the small town rhythm mm-hmm. of a team playing, you know, playing their season out there and the locals who are involved in it. And I think that to me is, uh, is where it, hit, it, it is at its best, is the town and the team kind of getting together. I think, yeah, I want to I clarify here. I didn't dislike this movie because there were strong points yeah. of it, you know, but I, did, I agree with everything you just said about this has a small time, small town feel. And that is apparent in the film on the bus when they keep going under the same underpass <laughs> from different angles. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, they just did a loop, like a speed. Yeah. It's like speed. They just did one loop <laughs> yes. once they got going and just kept rolling. Through. Exactly. Oh, but this, I, mean, I, I agree that Costner carried this film. It, it kept me in it. And uh, I did not know that Ron Shelton had directed a bunch of different movies that you had mentioned to me off air. So now I'm excited about Ron Shelton. I think, you know what, this movie, it, you know, it could have used like one or two minor role-playing characters for straight-up maybe comic relief or, I don't know, I feel like it's totally nitpicking, I guess, but I feel like we could have used sometimes a little bit of break from the three main characters. I I, I thought that at a certain point in time, um, and again, I hadn't seen the movie straight through, so I didn't know how it was going to end. I didn't know who she was going to end up with. I didn't know if at some point the Bulls go on this crazy run, and they had mentioned early on that, Costner had 240-something home runs, 247 minor league home runs, and maybe that was going to be a plot point. They dropped all this stuff, so I didn't know if that was – and it never went there. And I guess maybe because everybody talked about it as such a great baseball movie, I was expecting great baseball scenes or greatness later. And I'm not saying the baseball scenes weren't great, but expecting some kind of big game, big finale – and that being said, there were a lot of great baseball scenes in it. Yeah, there were. Um, mm. So we'll go through so what kind of where the actors were. Sure. Uh, we Let's call it the, the red carpet. Yeah. Uh, so Costner was 33 years old when this came out. Perfect age to play a guy who just never never made it to, right. to, to, to the majors. Uh, he went you know, a couple years before this, Untouchables. Mm-hmm. We talked about in other, in the, uh, other pods. Um, then Bull Durham, and he followed this up with Field of Dreams. So... You know, he had, he was a star. He he obviously, you know, we talked about on Field of Dreams podcast about how he they were so separate and so different, and he couldn't not do this movie after doing Bull Durham, even though they were two baseball movies. But they were so different that I don't think at no point having seen both am I watching one thinking he's the other guy. Like the, he he's really good. He's a good actor, right? Sure. Um, Susan Sarandon, forty two in this movie. Looked every bit of forty. Yeah, I mean, she's she's you know she's a Hollywood royalty, right? And she's been in a lot of great movies, uh, Oscar-winning movies, and all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, did, did, I didn't. I just for some reason, I guess I always thought because the movie was you know I was nine when it came out that she was younger in this movie. But she's very much playing the veteran mm-hmm. woman about town. Let's just say in this sure. movie, uh, she had come off um, a movie called Atlantic City, which I vaguely remember, and then Witches of Eastwick was was a bit of a you know, hit movie. And then really she broke out in this and then Thelma and Louise later on. Right. This was Tim Robbins' kind of main role. Uh, I realized uh, he was he was Merlin in Top Gun. Uh, he was Merlin in Top Gun? Yes, he was. <laughs> was I he really? Be, uh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I mean, Top Gun, we, you know, we could do a whole pot of it. But I remember <laughs> sure. he was on that. And then uh, he was in Howard the Duck. 
And then this. He was in Howard the Duck? Yes, yes he was. Gosh. I know. He was he was uh, having a, a decent career there. That's on HBO right now. I'm going to have to go watch Howard it's, the Duck. I think it's like George Lucas or Spielberg directed it. Or a big name yeah. behind that. I, I like Howard the Duck. It goes a little bit haywire at the end with the guy, the the the, uh, the monster who's got like the big yeah. tentacles coming out of his mouth. Right. The guy from Ferris Bueller who now you know, we don't talk about. Yeah, we don't talk about him. Horrible guy, but... Uh, Anyway, so those were the three main characters, and, and Ron Shelton, who's the director who who went on to, um, you know, make White Men Can't Jump and mm-hmm. Tin Cup and Blue Chips, and so I was thinking about Ron Shelton. I think this would be, I think I'd put Bull Durham as my fourth favorite Ron Shelton sports movie. I liked, I think I like White Men Can't Jump better. I definitely like Tin Cup better. I have a soft spot for Blue Chips. Everybody um, does, right? I think Blue Chips. Oh, God, I know. I hate to say, it, but I think Blue Chips was a more watchable movie. I would, I'd watch Blue Chips again if you were like, "Hey, it's on in the, in the lunchroom right now." I'd sit, I'd stick around for a few scenes. Yeah, I think I think Bull Durham. I'd kind of, I might not. I, uh, yeah, I, I, that's fair. You were mentioning comic relief, and I found that for myself, there was a couple different guys. One, Robert Wool, uh, who played Larry. Um, he was great. I don't know if he was. A, Enough of a comic relief on his own, yeah, to carry the whole film. But he he was great. Uh, William O'Leary, who played Jimmy, uh, he, yeah, he he was great. And then the guy I I can't I don't, I don't know who he is on the on the cast list, but the 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 announcer. Yeah, he was great. He, had he perfect accent. That is, um, you know, you're you're about my age, so you might be able to respect this. That was like a spot on Dusty Rhodes, baby. He's talking yeah, like this, he and, was doing and, Dusty and, Rhodes. and he just talk, <laughs> and that Southern draw baseball. And then in the, later in the film, when there's they're on the road trip, they're not traveling with the team. He's yeah. he's cracking the bat and yeah. playing the crowd noise, and yeah. is is perfect, baby. Talking like this, and he does the uh, he does a couple of good scenes where like they use him to set up. Uh, the scene where Costner gets thrown out yeah. of the game. And right. We can't say the word he says, but yeah. like he's like, he says a word that we don't really say. We, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, talk, then, we don't say that word. And then he has a yeah. couple where he's like, he's got pinpoint accuracy. And then they, like, he, they, <laughs> set, they used him as a good straight man for yeah. a lot of the things that happen on the field, the hijinks and sure. things like that. It was, that, that was great. Um, so we talked about um, Tim Robbins' pitching, yeah. which wasn't great. Do you, were there any other highlights of, or lowlights that you would well, yeah, point you, out? You'd mentioned, you know, right when we first started talking about when we we got in here, the idea that like they really didn't showcase any other players to right. the extent that you would know, like, oh, there's Jones doing this or that. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of got a feel for some of the guys. Um, I'd say the, the 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 best things were Kevin Costner. You know, always plays great. Although the the main scene where he's talking to himself in the beginning, it looks like he's hitting lefty. But then the batting cage is hitting righty. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it moves around a little bit. Maybe I just miss saw that scene. Okay. Um, he obviously he, he he's an athlete. He looks good playing baseball. Sure. Susan Sarandon surprisingly good swing in the uh, batting cages early on. It's all in the hips, right? All in the <laughs> hips, and she's got nice hips. I, I agree with that scene. She she's, she hits it well. And then um, I would say my honorable mention to best athletes is all the times where. Costner tipped the other team's batters yes, to the pitch. Yes. They all had just rope home run swings <laughs> the second it hit the bat. Like I almost feel like those were all minor league players just hanging around uh, the Durham Bulls ballpark who were like, "I'll I'll just hit a meatball out there if you yeah, want." Yeah, yeah. I I all those were great. I do want to uh, put an honorable mention in here for uh, the the scene later in the movie where Robbins is having the bad dream and he's pitching in his garter belt. Yeah. 
they oiled that man up a lot. Yes. But he looked pretty decent, he you know. All right. <laughs> they were very uh the whole movie, it looked like it was just that hot like like uh you know oh, yeah. sub- they were southern just they were sweating so much sweat so much in that movie. <laughs> and uh I think that, you know, that that was minor league ball. I guess it is now. I sure. guess the pace of the game is probably a little faster in those guys and and I, I think even if we look at you know, not to go into two where baseball is now or then, but I'm guessing the, whoever was really a nuke loose back then was pitching nine innings. Right. He wasn't pitching five on a pitch count. So right. he probably was exhausted as they were going through. I, I saw that, and my immediate thought was, this is why Michael Jordan bought that bus for, yes. <laughs> for, Air for the Bears. food, bathroom. Yes. Yeah. He was like, he's like I, I'm not going to ride. I'm not riding on oh this bus God. for the Barons. So, uh, yeah, man, they were just like profusely sweating. Yeah. It was it was like me at a buffet. I couldn't. I was, it was just so before much. Before or after the buffet? Bef- like <laughs> during, probably. It was. It was just a lot of sweat. I couldn't. I couldn't like take my eyes off of that because every time they took the hat off, they were just. Oh, Costner would yeah. pull his face catcher's mask off, and you were like, "Dude, yeah. get this guy an ice pack on his neck or something." I think he's gonna. He's gonna pass out. Now, uh, have you been to a lot of minor league baseball games? I've been to probably less than three. Less than three. Um, so. I used to go pretty regularly when I lived up in Washington because the Rainiers were, I don't know, three miles away from where we lived. You know, so it was an easy ticket to get. Mm-hmm. And you can go check it out. Uh, this was pretty spot on for minor league. Uh, like, lax security didn't yeah. really didn't really care. The crowd was into it, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the, a lot uh, of fun. The greatest show on dirt. Yeah, the greatest show on dirt. You know that? See, that's where it's like I have a hard time. I think if I. If I look at the movie in terms of kind of two things, like the baseball parts of the movie were fantastic. I just, I did not have, I found myself not caring who she ended up with. Me too. I thought Costner was, or Crash. Crash. He was better than her. Like, yeah. She was just, I I just didn't care for her. I got the character, I got the role, I get it all. She didn't do it for me in terms of like being the object of desire for (laughs) every guy I wanted to be on this team. Maybe because she's, you know, just that era, the the look or the the whatever it was, but um, but I just thought Costner could do better. As I know, she's like the she's the like for 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 guys probably ten or fifteen years older than mm-hmm. us. You mentioned Annie and Bull Durham, and sure. it's like a top five all time right. female right. For, for these guys. I just I never got there. It never was someone where I was like, man, like good for him. I, right. I kept thinking like, hey, you know. You're in Durham, like you know, great, great, but go, 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 settle down, Crash. You're 33. You don't need a girl, 11 years older or nine years older than you, uh, at this point in your life. Like, go, go, be an announcer somewhere on sure. a major league city, with your wit, you know, like a like a minor league Kevin Millar or something, mm-hmm. and go, go do that. I don't, I don't think it was a triumph that he wound up with. Him. I don't, I don't think so either. Let's do this. We haven't done this in any of the other other yeah. podcasts that we've done, but I wanted, I want to try something here. All right. Let's recast this movie for today. Oh, I like that. You like that? Yeah. So, Crash. Uh, no, no, you can't put the rock there, can you? No, no. I mean, okay, for, right, for the rock. okay, so here's what you can do. You got Crash is kind of like a he's he's got wisdom. He's wise, mm-hmm. cracking a little bit. Like he's got to be in like his mid. 30s, I guess. Sure. Like, it's a little too old for like a Vince Vaughn role, but right. But and it would he's be good. super tall. Yeah. But he could, and Vince Vaughn's not like 50 or anything. Like, right. Vaughn could maybe he could get it together to do. I don't know if right if it's right today. I don't know if Vince Vaughn could be, but I, I can see a version of this movie. 
uh, where he'd be pretty good. I don't know how athletic he is or anything like that. I don't know either. I don't. I. I yeah. I struggle with the crash. As soon as I say crash, I struggle with it. How about uh, How about Nuke? So Nuke, there's a couple guys I think that you could get. Uh, you could get Nuke in, in terms of an athlete. Um, he's a little probably too old. And uh, can I throw one in before yeah, you start? Yeah. Zach Efron like comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. If he he played, but he's like. Like I know Nuke's playing like a, a pretty boy guy, and yeah. you brought up The Rock. I saw Zach Efron in, in the the Baywatch. Oh, the Baywatch, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if maybe that's tainted. That's maybe dropped me a little mm-hmm. bit on on Efron's uh, on Efron's abilities there. I would love to see someone like a um, like a younger. I always forget his name, and I feel bad that I do. Uh, he's the guy who played. Um, oh, he was in the show Las Vegas, and uh, he was in Transformer movies. And he's a little, little too old, probably now. Shia LaBeouf? No, not no. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf wouldn't be good. He can, he can be Crash. Yeah, he can be Crash. <laughs> um, I would be cool to have Costner as a coach. It would be. Don't you think? Yeah. Like that would be, uh, that would be something that would be pretty awesome to do. Um, Josh Dumal. Oh, Josh Dumal. Okay, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he played football in college. He would be a good Crash, actually. I think he'd be. He could be a good Crash. Yeah. Dumal would be a good Crash. I, would, I, would, yeah. I could see Dumal. I've always thought he's, he's, he missed. Any kind of calling of being into a sports movie, sure. Uh, and I don't know if you know people may be listening saying who who's Josh Dumal, but uh, but I think he'd be really good in, in this kind of movie. Now, what about Saranda's character? Man, you know, like, do you go with the, the kind of uh, the, the kind of like? I think like if you could get like a if you could get Natalie Portman to buy in, mm-hmm. she'd be great. She'd be yeah. great if you could get um what's the who's the um the sassiness from like a, a Zoe I always forget her last name Zoe Dashnell no no from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy oh uh, oh god what is her name I always it, Dashnell I always forget it's her, not it's Zoe yeah Saldana she yeah. like that chemistry like you could do like a you could take her and Pratt out of that and make him like mm-hmm. Lelouch even though a little older and make her the love interest like they're really good like I I think you could figure out a way to get her. Her involved in that. I, if this was ten years ago, I would have said Demi Moore. Yeah, but yeah, she might like, be yeah, a she's little older. What the, the the cougarish? Yeah, the cougarish uh, kind of role. Aniston would probably be good in it. Aniston in, would be great. In, in again five years ago, so right. I think it's a hard recast. Um, but I think if you if you could get the right if you could get the right female role, and mm-hmm. again, this is like people look pointed. This is like the quintessential, most perfect role for Sarandon, of course, script, yeah, writer. Right. But yeah, I think nowadays, uh, you know, you'd have to you'd have to really find a, a nice balance there. I think so too. All right, uh, let's talk about awards because this was nominated and did win some awards. So it was uh, nominated for an Oscar for Best Writing and Screenplay mm-hmm. for uh, Ron Shelton. Golden Globes, uh, it was a nominee for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Miss Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. Also, Best Original Song for a Motion Picture, When a Woman Loves a Man. Sounds a lot like a Michael Bolton song, <laughs> just the other way around. Uh, the 1989 American Comedy Awards, it was a nominee for Funniest Actress in a Motion Picture, Susan Sarandon. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. BMI Film and TV Awards winner, Best Film Music Award. Uh, Boston Society of Film Critics Award winner, Best Film and Best Screenplay. Los Angeles Film Critics Association Award winner, Best Screenplay. Ron Shelton's killing it here, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's good. National Society of Film Critics Award uh, winner, 
Best Screenplay nominee, Best Supporting Actor, Tim Robbins. We should also mention here, this is where Tim Robbins and, and Susan Sarandon meet. So Yeah. Now, now there. Yeah, they had, uh, they had chemistry. They, they, they surely did. Uh, New York Film Critics Award winner, Best Screenplay and nominee, Best Supporting Actor, Tim Robbins again. And Writers Guild of America winner, Best Screenplay. Ron Shelton killed it. It's great. Yeah. The screenplay is great. Like, 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 I think the dialogue is fantastic. The banter is great. Like, I, again, I did not not like this movie. Right. I just think that if we're looking at it on the sports side of things, there's a lot of for a sport for a romantic comedy slash romantic movie. Mm-hmm. There's a great. There's a lot of great baseball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> that uh, is probably I think the way that I would. Uh, but you know who would have been good? Maybe like five years ago, Sandra Bullock would have been. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She would have nailed that. That, that role. Completely um, off topic with yeah. Ocean's 8's coming out yes. this weekend. Yeah. Or no, next weekend, I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm, I'm all into that. Are I really, you? Yeah, I really want to see it completely. I'll, uh, I don't know. I'll, pa- I'll wait. Yeah, I, I think it's something, again, completely, it's a, a movie that I could enjoy with my wife. Yeah. Maybe a good date movie. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think we can go see. I'll. Uh, that may be. Uh, that may be one we see. Maybe one depends. Depends. Okay. I might just see Rampage again. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> That's horrible. All right. Uh, memorabilia wise, there's tons of stuff out there that you can go get. Uh, we always we always go back to uh, HollywoodMemorabilia.com. Uh, there's plenty of stuff there, autograph wise, uh, that you can get from the movie. Most of it is Crash Davis jerseys signed by uh, Costner and framed and everything. Again, these guys are a little high on their prices. I don't see what. What do they go for? Well, here's a framed one, $1,200. Wow. Um, unframed, signed on the uh, number eight, 550 uh, A Kevin Costner autograph signed frame 16 by 20 photo for 570 I mean, that's just that's a lot of money for... A Costner autograph. That's the thing. It's not a real player. It's not like it's you know yeah. Benito Santiago catcher's jersey. Exactly. Or like for, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, I don't really uh, think I would pay that much for any item from the movie. I will give a shout out to them for having a uh, Beckett authenticated baseball up. Nice. Signed by Susan Sarandon, but at two hundred and thirty eight dollars, mm. it 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 feels like a little much. Does Susan Sarandon come over your house and have dinner? And like you talk about the movie for the two thirty eight, or yeah. she, you just get the ball in the mail. She'll quote Walt Whitman to you. Yeah, yeah, she's got a <laughs> lot of you know. She teaches. We find out at the 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 college English right. one hundred and one. So right, she's got these quotes you know ready to go. Um, so here's the three things I would like from the movie. Okay, uh, if they were available. I think, oh, wait, 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 before you oh, go. Sorry, go ahead. there is there's pl- there's plenty of stuff on eBay that you can go find from this tops. Uh, this was part of the archive set, I believe, last year. But one thing that I would really uh, that I really seeing and it, it comes with a premium for a bobblehead is a uh it's a 30 year anniversary bobblehead uh with uh with crash and nuke on it okay. if, on the on the bus uh, about a hundred bucks you're gonna you're gonna be shelling out for it yeah i mean if you love the movie that's that's within a range of like something cool to have on your desk um and you know the speeches in the movie have all aged well like sure. they're they're still quotable and things like that and there are those scenes so I, if you're looking at this and the fact that this is one of your favorite movies, it's not like I would be like, how could this? How is it possible? Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, that, that's that's in the realm of worth buying, possibly. There's a also a pretty cool shot of a cinema in, in uh, the Charlottetown movie theater, uh, Marquis Square, 
on the marquee, Rambo 3. Nice. The Great Outdoors, which is highly underrated, I think. I love that so movie. So far, you've listed two movies that I enjoyed more <laughs> than Dolder. Uh, Pres- have you ever seen this? Presudio? No, I've seen it, but I, I've, I've, not, heard. I've, se- I've heard of it. I've not seen it. And Bull Durham. So that was your weekend films that week. Uh, so if I'm going that if I'm going that week, I'm seeing Great Outdoors first. Yes. John and Candy and Dan Aykroyd. Yes. I, I'm not. I mean, too many. I mean, the suck my wake scene alone yes. is worth <laughs> going in there for. Then I'm seeing Rambo. Uh, I hadn't heard of Pursuit. Then I'm seeing Boulder. There you go. But again, I'm also uh, nine years old. Exactly. At this time. All right. So there's like again, there's plenty of memorabilia out there for you to go grab and have a lot of fun with. Uh, so what were the three things you wanted? I had two that are sort of similar. I want the bull, the oh, old yeah, school yeah. bull. <laughs> if I could have that in my backyard where every time somebody hit it, like a whiff, like if we play wiffle ball or something, every yeah. time they hit the bull, I'm like, ah, that's the bull from Bull Durham. That I'd pay, you know, a thousand bucks for to have back there. Like, like the, the whole back, costume? Yeah, the yeah. Whole okay, thing. all right, that's I got the you. actual bull in the outfield that if you hit, the steam comes out and all that. Um, I liked, I would like the ball uh, the second time when he tells him that he's like, you told him the deuce is coming. Like, I like that. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things in the movie is every time Crash undermined Nuke. Yeah. Like, every time he did it, it made me happy. Yeah. Because it was just like, why not? This is the whole point. Like, let him learn these lessons. And uh, the one ball, he just that got smoked. And he's like, yeah, that, that ball needs to be fluid or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd like that ball. That, that was a good one. That I'd... ball. And then, um, and then I think if you could have, like, if you could actually have the catch, like, the helmet, Catcher's mask or something that he wore—that'd be cool to have, like you know, in a case somewhere. Sure. Um, again, if it's signed or whatever, wouldn't matter. But if it was just prop, like we're talking about props, right? That would be something very cool to have. I want those garter belts that Tim Robbins had to wear. Ah, nice. <laughs> uh, he washed, wore, unwashed. The, wash them, please. <laughs> the, the, those were just funny seeing him, uh, you know, semi semi nude in that scene with yeah. his underwear and those garter belts on pitching. That was that was pretty funny. Um, the ball that hit the well, you know what? No, I want the the bull, the mechanical bull that yeah. he hits. Yeah. Th- he gets a free stake. Nice. That the way that thing was moving, yeah. and, and that was pretty funny. He's like, you got a free stake off. Yeah, he got a free stake off that one. Um, and then what? I mean, I don't know. I could take or take or leave the rest of it. A jersey from the from the from the dorm yeah. team. Did you notice uh, this? This is one of the things that I love about doing all these movies is the dated billboards in the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you notice like the subway? Yeah, like there's a, there was a subway sandwich billboard in the right field, center right center mm-hmm. field. That I don't know the year subway opened, but it had to be early. I mean, sure. it's like a drawing of a sandwich, and that that stuff. I like the nostalgia of like the old advertisements, things like that. One that caught my eye uh, was when he was playing for the tourists, when he went down and hit the final home run, yeah. it was in the, it was in the left field and it was like an advertisement for a church. I'm like, this is, this has got to be like a real baseball field that they yeah. play this in, you know? Yeah. Because you, I mean, first of all, you just wouldn't have that big advertisement now in, in you know, not in today's movie, you wouldn't see anything like that, yeah. but it was, it was, uh, that caught my eye, but the old, the old subway and the old billboards, just in general, there's like were a fun. Sheridan ad. Yeah, there's all kinds of like you know Ferguson's spark plugs, like just local stuff. It sure, was, the the ambiance of the movie of the park of how it felt. Her first walk to the park, like yeah, got, that was all great. It was great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't want to. I feel like I'm coming down on it. I did not. Did I would put this in a you know in the upper half of sports movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think for me it would be an all time. If I'm picking ten movies to bring with me that I can rewatch over and over again, sports movies on your island, island. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd bring Bull Durham. 
I want to ask you, did you have a favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene, the t- my two favorite scenes were uh, the scene when Costner tells him, like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's, he's like, two out, what does he say to the guy? Yeah. He says, like, he's like, yeah. he's got a two out, two hit, no, two hit shutout going, and he's right. calling me off. Right. And he just tells him what it is, Here and they wa- he walks yeah. out to the mound. And he's like, you told him to do this. He's like, yeah. yeah. Like that, just acceptance of like, okay, here's the lesson. Mm-hmm. I got it. And then the very first time he did it, yeah. he was like, he did it. And then he yelled at him for watching. He's like, I give you a gift. Right. You're sitting there watching that. What are you doing? You're showing yeah. up my picture. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, those two scenes for me were the I guess the third one was when uh, the, the the skip comes in and the, he's like, they need to be yelled at. Right. And he, yeah. That's a good, again, all of my stuff would be the baseball stuff. But sure. I, I like that a lot. Uh, I, forgive me for asking that because I, I do recall you saying that earlier in the in the show here. But my I, I asked you that so I could tell you my favorite scene. Yes, um, when they're having the group meeting on the mound about what to get them. For oh the- my god, that is a, that's a very good scene. <laughs> it was He's like, so we got a lot going on here. Yeah. We got we got a wedding gift yeah. to figure out. Yeah. Nobody knows what to bring. We need a dead we need a live chi- dead chicken. Or we, live we, chicken. Need a, we need a live rooster. Uh, we yeah. don't know what to get uh, Millie for the. For a wedding wall, gift. Wall, that's Wall's best scene. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, candlesticks are all, you yeah, know, candlesticks all nice are to nice, go. Yeah. You can see where she's registered. And, yeah. uh, all right, let's get, let's get two. <laughs> that is a very good scene. You're right. That That's up there. Uh, just prior to that, before the scene, before the mound meeting, and it's just Crash and Nuke, Nuke tells him that his dad's in the stands just yeah. behind home plate. Well, and the, the, the camcorder that he has is like the size of... Of a you know three small children and yeah. it's just you know I know it's a it's a period thing that thing was huge I, mean, I look at it now I'm like who okay, who has that you know it's funny <laughs> the period thing so the last with the, I guess it's the second to last scene when uh, Nuke's being interviewed by the major league the woman and he's like oh is that Greek or right, right 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 but like for a second like when you're looking at you know out of out of place for nowadays he's got the big the Walkman mm-hmm. headphones around right. his neck the the classic late '80s sport coat with a T-shirt underneath. Move, uh, all his all the outfits. I mean, the eighties, late eighties outfits date fantastic. Yes, big, they do. Baggy, puffy yeah. clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere they go, they're wearing the super tight polo shirts. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a, a driving range, or I mean, whether it's a, a batting cages, or they're out to dinner. Um, every time he comes home, he's got the 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 polo tucked in with the gold Rolex. Right. So all that stuff's great. It's all great. All right. So um, overall. Bull Durham on IMDb has a seven and a one, a seven point one out of ten. Yeah, that feels about right. That feels about me. right. Yeah, it Some does. Some people say it's a ten, and 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 you're a moron if you don't think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, the popularity of this movie is trending downward, which hmm. is odd. Uh, then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has on the tomato meter a ninety-seven percent. It got a seven point eight out of ten. Okay. And the audience score eighty two percent, a three a three and a half. Out see, of like five. that's what I was saying. Like if you're if you're grading movies on, and I, I think the, I always like doing A B C or D because you have the plus or minuses. Like eighty two sounds like a B B. Yeah. Like that sounds right to me. Sure. Um, you know, some of the other ones are A A plus. Like we talked we've talked about. I mean, we think I think we both a league of their own, major league A pluses across the board. Right. Uh, this is a strong B, straight B to me. Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't dislike it, but it's not my favorite either. Yeah, I wouldn't like disrespect it and be like it's a C, it's yeah. a D. Like it's not. The baseball stuff is so great that it's definitely in the B, sure. B range. And if someone wanted to, you know, could probably convince me on a good day that it's a B plus, I, I wouldn't fight it too. Right. Much. All right, guys, that's it. Prop season one is in the books, and now we're on to season two, and we're going to talk about hockey in season two. That's right. 
Are you ready for that? I'm real ready for it. I, I think the the most fun thing for me is that I've seen most of these movies that we're going to do only once. Okay. Um, and uh, and hockey of all my sports, I think like like unless you're you know. Hockey guys are nuts, right. so I'm not even going to pretend to be in the <laughs> ballpark of a diehard hockey fan. I grew up on the Bruins, the Cam Neely, Ray Bork, Sweeney Bruins. I do not watch a whole lot of hockey, mm-hmm. but I appreciate a good sports movie, appreciate a hockey movie. So um, I'm excited about this one because I don't have the nuance of all the other sports that I can pick up. I played hockey on the lakes of Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, very briefly. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, I don't have even my you know personal frame of reference for if someone's you know slap shot looks off or passes a off or their stick work's not great. I'm not probably going to even notice. But I'm excited, man. I'm excited too. All right, that's it. Uh, that's a wrap. What do you say? You say cut? I think that's a wrap. Next year we'll do six new baseball movies yeah. uh, for season whatever it'll be for ba- but season two baseball. Yeah, season two baseball. Uh, and I'm psyched. I've already got a couple. I got a couple sneaky ones I want to put in there that I've seen recently. Uh, there's a movie called Everybody Wants Some that is uh, really really good, and it's a minor league baseball movie. While while we're talking about that, I had a listener request for it happens. It happens every spring. Hmm. All right. It happens every fall. I'm good. It's that like was, a 1920s yeah. movie, 1930s oh, movie. Wow. Okay. Okay. Is it a talkie? It, it's a talkie. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll have to look at that. I'm sorry I'm getting it wrong. I know that. But, but it's happened. it happens every something or another. Okay. So uh, we'll get into that. I have an idea. I want to run this by you before we get out of here. We have five hockey movies that mm-hmm. we're going to do for sure. Yeah. You want to let the audience pick the sixth? Sure. You want to do that? All right. I'll put a poll up and the audience yeah, can pick the sixth. Which, yeah, the five. Yeah. And then... Um, they can pick the other one, and we're not counting uh, the Cutting Edge, right? Toe Pick movie, <laughs> even though even though I have, I, I really like that movie. Um, it's uh, horrible. Uh, anyway, <laughs> guys, thanks for hanging out with us this week. I hope you enjoy uh, season all of season one of baseball. Let us know what you think. And until next time, play ball.